Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I have a fantastic interview on a topic that is really uh, very, very important and near and dear to my heart. It's how I grew my businesses, and we're going to talk about the topic of outsourcing. And my guest today is John Jonas. John Jonas helped thousands of entrepreneurs succeed in their business by doing outsourcing differently. He created the world's largest website for finding Filipino virtual assistants, onlinejobs.ph, which has over 500,000 Filipino resumes and over 100,000 employers from around the world using it. So there's a lot of experience here. John's an entrepreneur who's not just dreaming of changing hundreds of thousands of lives, he's actually doing it. He wants entrepreneurs and business owners to know how hiring Filipino VAs can help them accomplish time freedom. John had, John, John had a normal job for eight months after college, and his biggest goal at the time was being able to quit that job. He managed to quit back in 2004 and worked from home for himself ever since. It was in 2006 that he hired someone from the Philippines. He immediately knew he was onto something special. What's really great about hiring Filipino workers is how it changed their lives as well. They get to work from home, earn above average income, enjoy generally a higher standard of living and raise their children by themselves, which is a luxury for most Filipino parents and they get to, that they get to do that. So John, how are you doing today? I'm really good. How are you? That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I've just started my seventh year of my podcast and this, I, I am, I have an expression in one of my books. I have a, um, I, one of the chapters is called delegate or stay small forever. And I'm a big fan of outsourcing because you know, when I started in business about 19 years ago, one of one of my uh, big mantras was no employees. Sorry about that. We we just got rocked by a wake. That's part of living on a boat. And <laughs> so that's that's keeping it real right there. So yeah. I'm curious about. Um, so did did you go to college, university? I mean, and then did you get a regular job like everybody kind of do the corporate thing and you get sick of that or what was your early days? So uh, yeah, I I graduated from college in 2003. I had a I had a job for eight months and like I, I got a normal job. I graduated from college in, in computer science and I was a programmer. And, okay. And I hated it. Like I, I like programming. It's, it's awesome. I love it. Um, but the, the whole concept of working for someone else on a salary where like it doesn't matter how good of work I do. Mm -hmm. like, good work, I get paid the same. I do crappy work, I get paid the same. It doesn't matter. It's just that like that system doesn't work for me. And... So my only goal during that time was to quit the job. And it took me eight months to figure out like, oh, I have some contract work on the side doing some programming. And I have this idea of something I think I could do online. And I quit. And you know, I was like young and I knew everything and I was invincible and. <laughs> you were young, that was your mindset, right? Yeah, totally. And, and so I quit my job and I was gonna make my millions, right? And. and and, and it was good, but it didn't take very long before I realized like, holy crap, 
I am so overwhelmed. Like there's, there's just so much to do. And this business isn't making me millions like I thought it would. And I'm working 60 hours a week and, and it's hard, right? Like that's, I think that's what most people experience. And that's what I went through. So, so that whole thing about making money in your underwear while you sleep or whatever it is, that didn't pan out for you either, huh? Well, it did. <laughs> it did. It it just came at a cost. Like, uh-huh. like I was making money. I wasn't making a lot of money. Like I at first I, I was making I I, I was making under a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Right? And but I was working like sixty hours a week. And I just knew like I, I wanna be a husband and I wanna be a dad and and I have to make this work, but there's there's something missing is what i is what i came what i came up with was like i've got to try something else you know yeah so was what was stressing you out working 60 hours a week is that when you um started hiring out i mean had you been familiar with the term va at that point or was that a whole awakening no so this was so i tried what most people do and i first first i i tried and hired someone locally like i brought in a couple of different people I taught them what I was doing and and it was scary and it was hard because it was expensive and you know like at $15 an hour if, mm. if they didn't work out or if, if they weren't working then it was like costing me a lot of money and I didn't really have a lot of extra and and so the first thing that those two people did that I brought in quit was quit because they realized oh you're making money online well I'm gonna go try this on my own you know so like that well that sucked. <laughs> And so I was frustrated, but I knew like I've still got to try something else. So I went to Elance, which today is Upwork. Elance merged with Odesk and became Upwork. And, and I hired a contract worker and I had him write a bunch of articles for me. And, and when he was doing it, I was like, oh my gosh, I figured it out. Like, this is amazing. I got all this work done. And he sends, he sends me these 50 articles and I was so excited. And I w- went and started looking at them. And then, and then this super heavy burden fell on me and I realized I have to take these articles now and do something with them. Like just getting them written isn't enough. Like now you have to go publish them and you have to link them together and you have to link them to my website and you have to write resource boxes and headers and and the whole thing had to be done and that burden all fell on me. And it was it was like almost instant depression. Yeah. And I, and I wasn't depression but um, I I just realized I can't I can't do this. I hate this work. Like I hate submitting the I hate writing them and I hate submitting them and I I don't like anything about this. And the dude that I I went back to the guy who wrote them and, and he was gone. Like he wasn't interested at all in in doing the rest of the process. He just wanted to focus on his craft, which was writing. Right. Which half the articles were plagiarized and, and yeah. I didn't realize that and that's that's kind of part of what you get with contract work is like you do all this work recruiting someone and they do the work and then you pay them and they're gone working for someone else and if they didn't do it right well then you know you're out of luck and too bad it was too bad for me right right and at that point i was like i'm done i'll do everything on my own outsourcing sucks Mm -hmm. and and you know i was just kind of resigned to a state of like I, I'm working from home and that's good. And I, my incentive is that if I work hard, I make more money probably. But 
I'm working 60 hours a week. And so one day I met someone uh, who, he was the CEO of backcountry.com, which, you know, backcountry is, I don't know if you know him, but they're gigantic. And he had a side project that was similar to what my main project was, what I was okay. doing. And he says to me, you know, when you're ready to start outsourcing some of this stuff, make sure you go to the Philippines with it. And I was like, huh? That <laughs> was new. Yeah, that was new. And I was like, why? And he said, well, because in India, when you tell them something and they say yes, that means, yes, I heard something come out of your mouth. It does not mean, yes, I understood what you said. And and I was like, what? You know, like, I, I had no idea. And he gave me a reference where I could hire someone. And it it kind of gave me a little bit of hope. Like maybe there's something different out there than what I had experienced. Mm -hmm. And, and, and what, I you, John, what year is this? What was what year is this revelation now? This is 2005. Okay. And like early 2005. So so he he gives me this reference. I didn't do it because I didn't know like can these people do good work? Can they can I keep them busy full time? Can I afford it? Because uh, he had given me a reference where I could hire someone full time. Yeah. And and I went back and forth for like two months. And finally, I just decided like I have to do something different because what I'm doing still isn't working. And I took the leap and hired someone uh, through this agency who recruited him for me. And it was kind of a mess. But, but I had this guy whose full-time job was to do anything I asked him to do, anything that I was willing to teach him to do. And it was the single most liberating experience of my life um, where, where it had been me completely. And now all of a sudden I could implement that entire process with the articles where I didn't have to do any of the work because his full-time job was to do whatever I asked him to do. And so I taught him how to do the whole thing that fell on me. And I taught him how to write the articles too. And from then on, he would write an article and he would write the header in the resource box and he would post it and he would link it and then he would write another one and he would do the whole process again and he would link it to the other one and he would write another one and he would link it to both of the other ones and he would link them all to my website and pretty soon we were doing really well on Google mm. and and I hadn't done any of the work I had just had the knowledge I had been the CEO for the first time in my life really I had been the CEO of the business by having the understanding and the direction and helping someone else to do the work. And that was that was the moment for me when when things started to change. Was that a light bulb for you when and obviously you you just it was kind of euphoria in your own business but did you see that you could then uh, make another business out of teaching other people that or No, I had no clue. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was your chance to be brilliant. John. <laughs> no. No cuz that's not what happened. Yeah. Right? What what happened was the business I was working on started taking off finally. Mm. And so I hired another one. I hired another person in the Philippines and did the same thing again. I taught them how to do something else I was doing. And what I found was it took me like an extra five or 10 hours a week at first because I had to train this person. And then after that, after the first couple of weeks, I not only lost that five to 10 hours of extra, but now I lost five to 10 hours of other work that I had been trying to do. And so within a couple of years, instead of working 60 hours a week, now I was down to like 40 hours a week. 
And I realized I, I had replaced myself in my business with these two other guys. Like they, they were doing things that I was previously doing and I had gotten time back. And, and, and I still wasn't teaching it because, you know, I was just, I was thrilled with what I was doing, you know. Um, but I was in a mastermind group and I had, in this group there were, we had a weekly phone call and after a while I found myself, I found the group asking me about this every single week. And I, I found myself telling them exactly what and how and why every week. And finally, after like six or eight weeks of this, I was like, dude, I, I've already told you guys this. Here, I'll record, I recorded a phone call, like a 45 minute phone call, talking about everything I knew at the time. Mm -hmm. And I kind of put it out there on the internet and it went crazy. And people wanted to know because I had cut my work week back and I was getting more done and it was super affordable. Like I was paying this agency $750 a month and they were paying the workers $250 a month. And when the workers realized that that was happening, they quit and came to me on my own and said, hey, now I wanna work for you on your own. Uh, you know, how about I work for $300 a month instead of 750? So they were happy, I was happy. Um, and, and people wanted to know, like, why is this working so well? And, and that's where, that's where I started to talk about it. Is, so I know there's some, that you, you have a, a big agency and there's, there's a couple others, but um, is, that, is that the best way to go? Or, I mean, do, can you find um, these Philippine uh, VAs on your own or is it best to go? Why is it best to go with an agency, I guess is my question. It's not. It's a terrible option. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's a terrible option. But at the time, there wasn't another option for me. Like, this is 2005. Right. There's Monster.com was just barely starting, and they still don't do the Philippines, right? Like, it, there was no other option. And so I had to go to someone who had, who had, had been to the Philippines and had an office in the Philippines and was recruiting the Filipinos and bringing them into the office, marking up their salaries and leasing them back to me. And after a couple of years of, <clears throat> it was really kind of stupid. So when I went to them the first time, they said, well, do you want a programmer or a webmaster? And I was like, I don't want either of those. What do you mean? Well, do you want a programmer or a webmaster? Well, I, I guess I'll take a webmaster. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I wanted someone who could write. And so they, a couple days later, they said, here's your webmaster. And it turns out like he wasn't a webmaster. He didn't know anything. They just pulled him off the street, gave him like the most rudimentary training and said, here you go. So fortunately for me, I was willing to train him on what he needed to know and he spoke English. And so I, I made it work. Well, uh, as I went down and recruited other people, I was, I was frustrated. Like, I don't want another webmaster or a programmer. I want, you know, someone that can do social media, right? And at some point I just decided, I, I think there's a better way and I want to be able to recruit someone on my own. I want to like contact them and interview them and pay them what they want to make instead of going through an agency. And I, I thought, I think I can create a marketplace where, like I think I can create a job board and get maybe a couple hundred Filipino resumes in it. And then I could recruit people on my own. And that would be amazing. So I built this platform and I bought a domain, onlinejobs.ph, right? Mm-hmm. And put it up and I told the couple people that I had working for me at the time, 
about it just so that I was like, hey, what do you think you can do to get a couple friends to put their resumes in here? And they talked about it. In the first month, there were a couple hundred resumes in there. And within a few months after that, there were thousands of resumes in there. And I had no idea. And and so what, what I built was like you can, I could go on and I could search, like I could search uh, Google AdWords and find all the profiles that had Google AdWords in them. And then I could start interviewing the people and find out who's the best of you at doing Google AdWords. And then I could hire them and pay them what they wanted or what I, what I negotiated with them. And then I was done, like that was it. I, and, I, and, I, and I would let the site sit there uh, and, and kind of grow with Filipino resumes. And, and then I realized other people want to use the site too. And so we kind of made it available for other people and, and, and then it went crazy. And today we've had hundreds of thousands of employers use it and we've had, we are approaching a million resumes using it. And yeah, like that's, that's crazy. That's the story. Yeah. <laughs> so how does, how, how does the site work? I mean, how do you, how do you, how, what's your revenue model for that? Yeah. So we're not an agency. We don't mark up salaries. We're not involved. Uh, as an employer, you come on and post a job and you can do that for free. And then you get people applying to your job and you can look at their applications for free. And when you're ready to start interviewing them, you have to pay, you pay $70, $69. And then you get full access and you can access their contact information and you can talk to them and, um, and you can interview them on your own. And that's, that's our revenue. So in the end, it's, it's so much better for them because they get to work from home and they get to make what they want to make. And then for you, you get to recruit who you want to recruit. And there it's amazing the talent that are in that, that, that you can find. And then you pay them what the actual salary is. So. Right. So w w where do you think most entrepreneurs, um, what's the hang up with, with going either into VAs uh, or in specifically going to the Philippines? What do you think are the big hangups there? So specifically to the Philippines versus elsewhere in the world, I don't think there is. I I've watched the world's outsourcing change over the last 10 years from India into the Philippines. So like you'll you'll almost never get a call center anymore that's in India. They're all in the Philippines now. The the hang up probably is I don't know if I can get good work done. Like are they actually talented or is this just another babysitting job with a robot, right? Right. And and that like I could talk for a long time about that because the Philippines culturally is so different than, than elsewhere in the world. Um, it, the, the experience that people have is, uh, is very different because of the culture of the Philippines. And, and why is that? Just out of curiosity, like I, I agree, what, I agree, but how did, is that, has it always been that way? Yeah, it has. So do you, you, want, you want me to talk, go through like what culturally makes yeah, this difference? Just, yeah, I love a little input because I think people, I mean, when I first heard about it, it sounds, sounds a little embarrassing. Well, where is that? <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. didn't have any idea. So yeah, just give a little primer course. Yeah, so and I was like you, like, I don't know, like, okay, you tell me to go to the Philippines? Sure, I'll try it. You gave me a reference, right? So the Philippines is an, 
is an island nation. There's 7,000 islands. It's in Southeast Asia. And there's 100 million people in the Philippines. Wow. So it's, it's not a small place. Um, and so culturally, there's a, there's a bunch of different things that exist there. And it's not that they don't exist elsewhere in the world. It's, it's that they don't exist together in, in any other place that I've ever seen. So number one, uh, Filipinos are honest with foreigners. And to the point where like my guys in the Philippines have access to my credit cards, they have access to my bank account, they have my home address, they have my email account. The only thing they don't do is they don't pay themselves. And because if they did, they would know how much each other made. Right. So having said that, it took me a while to get to that point where I was willing to give that information. It, it shouldn't take you as long as it took me, but I've seen this hundreds of thousands of times and there have been very, very few times where I have seen an, a Filipino try to steal something from an, an employer. And usually when I've seen it, it's because the employer tried to get the Filipino to do work and not pay them for it. And then the Filipino is just trying to get paid and so they try to steal something. So having said that, don't go do something silly and get yourself ripped off. You know, don't do something you're not comfortable with. But generally they're, they're honest uh, and it's, it's really good. So second, they're loyal almost to a fault where when you hire someone and they start working for you, as long as you treat them well, and that is a, a very important caveat, as long as you treat them well, they'll never quit working for you. Uh, so they'll work for you for as long as you're willing to have them employed, which that first person I hired in 2005 still works for me today. And today he's amazing. When I hired him, he knew nothing. Uh, mm -hmm. Now he can do anything I wanted to do. So what that means for a small business is instead of having, you know, like contract work guarantees 100% turnover. That's, that's what it is. And right? that is so costly to a business, the turnover. It's so costly. And especially as a small business owner where you put in all this work, you're the CEO, you don't have an HR person to do the recruiting for you. Um, and you, you recruit someone and, and you do a good job recruiting and then you lose them because the contract's up and now you have to go back to the drawing board, that's so painful. Um, so it, their loyalty really, really makes a big difference. Um, in the Philippines, they have computers and the internet access, which means you don't have to go through an agency to find them and pay marked up rates. Uh, they are very well educated. They have college degrees and they speak American English, which is a, it's a really big deal. Like you, you won't have a communication issue with them. They'll understand what you say. You'll understand them. That was a big one for me. I mean, I was shocked. I mean, wow, seriously. I mean, there's a time difference, but I was amazed at how well they spoke English. Yeah. So in the Philippines, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know any of this when I started, but they watch American TV. They watch American movies. They like elementary school is often taught in English. Like they teach math and science in English. And often they, one of them, one of my workers told me, often they teach Filipino in English. Um, so it's it's a it's a major part of their culture. It's still a second language, but in, in terms of second language, how second languages go, I've never found another country that is as good as as the Philippines yeah. for English. So John, um, onlinejobs.ph that's your main business, and obviously that's going very well today. Um, so if if and 
I think this is a perfect show, so I, I can't wait to air the interview because you know most of the people that listen are small business owners and, and solopreneurs and things like that. Is that the best place? I'm, I was obviously going to go for your contact information, but is that the best place to learn more or, or where else would you send them? Yeah, if you go to onlinejobs.ph and there's a, you can go to the education page where I have a, a, like a full training course on, on how and why to do this. Uh, and if you want to get me, you can use the contact us link there and ask for me. Um, I've, I've worked about 17 hours a week for like 10 years now. And because I have a team of Filipino workers doing basically everything for me. And with that, I'm very careful of my time. So I don't give out my phone number. I don't give out my personal email. I don't get on Facebook ever. But if you want me, I'm, I'm willing to answer anything you have. Uh, use the contact us link. Obviously, it doesn't go to me first, but everybody knows. Pass it to me if it if it asks for me. Wow, that's great. So, uh, so, so those. I don't know if it was a couple of years or however long you did the sixty or eighty hours. It's certainly paying off now. Sounds like. Yeah, it's it's been it's been really good, and it's changed. You know, like my kids don't know any different now. They they just know that I work here and I'm always available. And where's really here, awesome. by the way? Uh, I'm I'm in Utah. Oh, okay. Very cool. Well, John, it's it's great talking with you. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, virtual assistants. It's how I, I I basically work three days a week now, and, and I have people running some, you know, no hassle newsletters, some different things that I do. So I'm a big fan, and it sounds like you've grown a, a really great company. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been good. Hey, folks, that wraps up this interview with John Jonas from OnlineJobs.ph. Uh, until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.